Hey everyone, welcome to episode 30 of the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about games and life. I'm Robert Scarponito and I'm joined here by Jack Cepeda. Top of the evening to everybody. Hi. And Colin Sparling. Just have to apologize in advance. I'm a little bit of a sicky boy this week. Mm. I caught the I caught the uh, the the cold. The uh, well, I mean it's cold outside, but you know, you know what I mean. Just don't give the, don't give us the virus. Yeah, right. he's got the he's got the itis. Watch out! And I'm gonna spew this this cold all over the internet. I guess. Yeah, it's it's gonna give Good. our computers the virus, which will then give us the virus. <laughs> I, have you guys tried downloading more RAM? <laughs> <laughs> Have you have you tried Alt F four lately? Yeah, tried deleting System thirty two real quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every time. So I want to talk to you guys about your morning routines. Oh no, weird. How how do you? I I mean I think it's interesting. What what do you guys do before you know or right after your feet roll out of bed and hit the floor? What what are you guys doing? Because I know, well, first of all, for starters, I wake up in the morning, you know, go, oh, oh fuck, like you know, that, you know that whole thing, you know. It sounds like, like you fucking, need an air purifier, man. It sounds like you need a new nose. <laughs> I probably do, dude. I'm I'm like beyond being a sicky boy. I'm actually a pretty mucusy boy too. Sounds like you need to cut down on the dairy. <laughs> and he's single, ladies. <laughs> are you I'm one of those dudes, dude? Are you one of those dudes that like? take the one finger on the nostril and just not rock it away <laughs> are you one of those guys <laughs> in the shower or maybe when i used to play football, oh but- my god <laughs> so wait you I, i've heard about this too blowing your nose in the shower you just blow your nose into your bare hands in the shower into my drain like wow. why would i need to go why would i need to like that's why, why would there have to be a middleman that's i don't intense. i mean that's intense dude I've, I've heard about this people will just take their bare hands cup their nose in the shower and just let it rip and then rinse their hands off i guess and then proceed to shower <laughs> i don't know and then also like what about what about the urination in the shower is that too personal a question i'm, t- I'm totally I, fucking cool with it i i don't oh i don't <laughs> It's all, dude. It's I, all going in the same place. You're, I, I mean, your filth's coming bro. off your body and going into that drain anyway. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think I don't, it makes a difference. Like, I don't judge people who do it, but I just feel like don't shit where you eat. I know. It's like I can't. You're not, yeah, I'm I, not eating in my fucking shower. <laughs> do you not have a shower beer every now and then? Oh man. Fuck yeah, I have a shower beer, but, but all the fucking filth's going downwards, dude. That's called gravity. Here's the thing, right. though. I wonder, right? Because you always get that problem, right? If you're not cleaning your shower regularly, you get that mold going. Well, urine is very, you know, it's commonly known that that's very sterile. So I right. wonder if people that urinate in their shower or their tubs potentially have less mold going on in there. <laughs> Questions for another I, day. Maybe, maybe. I, I know. I I don't have any fucking mold in my shower. I know I that much, dude. I can't fuck with that shit. I can't get down on peeing and snotting in the shower. Well, I, no, wait, I'm not one of the- I wait till like I'm done in the shower, and the first thing I do when I get out of the shower is blow my nose because it's like you know all that steam gets in there. Right. But I can't right. do it in the shower, and I always make sure I pee before I get in the shower too. So see, yeah, or like you know, you always see. I see that meme going around on the internet where it's like taking a shit in the shower. How would it work? <laughs> <laughs> See, and it's well, like it's like you ever get fucking a- <laughs> you just waffle stop the shit out of it down the drain, <laughs> or, or you, get, o- you open the curtain and you toss it in the toilet. Where she get a mashed potato smasher? Oh yeah. Jesus Christ! Just stop. Your, your feet work though. Your feet are fine too. I don't know. Shitting in the shower is kind of where I draw the line because that's just don't, like no. I, I wouldn't even fucking no. Never. 
I, I, don't, I'll, don't, dude, I'll don't fucking sh- yeah, not don't, even a don't thought. Shit, where you piss, right? That's the saying, right? I guess. Yeah. Not. <laughs> well, that, well, I mean, does, then do you have two toilets, Jack? <laughs> a bidet, right? No. You have a, yeah, he has a urinal and a toilet. He's I'm real. So he's sorry that to rich. Everybody listen to this show. I'm so sorry we took this terrible. But, but do you guys hear, about- guys? I was just trying to ask about your morning routines. All right. <laughs> wait, wait. Did you guys hear about the story? This is real about people who don't know how to use. You know what a bidet is, right? Yeah. One of the greatest okay. creations on mankind. How when made. people when people use it for the first time, they don't understand, and they like turn it like all the way up, like to ten <laughs> pressure, <laughs> and then it ends up basically going the one place you really don't want it to go. <laughs> oh it's Jesus! Like, and it's like an issue. So I've never actually had to use one, or I've never had the chance to use one. Really, honestly, me, no, me neither. Yeah, I've never. I mean, I've seen them, you know, but I've never said, yeah, let's 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 do that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I remember <laughs> using one when I stayed in Japan for like a week or two, and that was unforgettable experience. <laughs> You'll never <laughs> forget you, your first time, boys. What do you need? Like a lot of toilet paper. It seems like you need a lot of toilet paper well, to like dry yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're fucking. You're, you're. I mean, your shit gets wet, dude. Here's That's the thing: when in Japan, at least, they have really nice ones where there's also like air drying. Wow. And they play you a song <laughs> yeah. and they warm the seats. They pat your back, give you a little neck rub while you're yeah. shitting. So this little spout comes out does and does the bidet thing and then it retracts. Another spout comes out and blows air up there? Basically. Wow. Yeah. Japanese got it right, dude. That's what that's what I need. I need a Japanese toilet you know, in my American home. Now that we're on the uh, the subject, have you guys seen ads for this thing going on called the Squatty Potty? Bro, no. I am a card-carrying member. Are, what? what? There's you two have a squatty this, potty? There's, there's two in this house right now. No yes, shit. Yes, Dude, and listen, I'm getting another one. Listen, you, yes. need to, you, get a, you need to give us like a minute review of it. Go. Wait, hold on. Is, this the, is it that thing where like you it, it elevates your legs so you actually have to squat over the toilet instead of touching your toilet? Is that what that I, is? You're sitting on your toilet, but your feet are just higher. Your feet and your knees are higher up by about six inches or so. Okay. Okay, okay, so it's like a mini stool that slides under your toilet. And so what it does is it, because um, naturally, right, like humans are naturally supposed to assume like a squatting position, like into the grass or whatever, right? And so it simulates that. And it's, I'm telling you guys, if you've never tried it, I don't think you'll ever go back. Once you do it, I think I it, it makes got you a believer. Curious about it. it makes you a believer. It's like, wow, we've literally been doing that wrong our whole lives. And it doesn't have to be this difficult. <laughs> <laughs> difficult yeah. well it seems difficult you know once you do it the easy way yeah and like oh this is this is pooping in easy mode okay <laughs> it's pooping in autopilot <laughs> pooping oh in easy gosh. mode there's our title all Bang. new lows on the <laughs> all new lows like literally all new lows literally <laughs> Hitting right. those brown notes. Oh man! Oh my god! Dizzy. Okay. So, so okay. So guess guess I'm not going to learn about your morning routines, guys. Oh, not okay. Yeah, oh. I forgot that's what we we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Robert. What's yours? Well, I'm one of those people that wakes up as late as I possibly can before I have to get out the door. Do you hit snooze like a dozen times? No, I just set my alarm for like pretty much when I think. Okay, that's like the latest. Like you absolutely moment. have to get up. Like you have to get the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, then yeah. when you so if you do go back to sleep you're kind of boned pretty much yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Um, i try to i try to be that person that doesn't wake up right before i need to leave but it usually devolves into that (laughs) yeah because i mean i keep telling myself man getting up early you know and just 
being able to cook a nice breakfast and have a little bit of time to myself for going out to wherever. That'd be nice. Not nice enough to do it, but it's nice. <laughs> it's a nice thought. Yeah. No, I've done it a few times and it is nice, but I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, I'm not a very, I'm definitely not an early bird at all. Like I've forced myself to be because of school, but otherwise, no, if I don't have anything to do the next day, dude, I'm sleeping until fucking noon. It's just how Man, it goes. My alarm goes off at 6.30. Sometimes I wake up right at 6.30. Sometimes I sleep until 7-ish. Oh, man, you rebel. Or so. We'll see. But I got to be at work super early, so. Jack's such you know, a get, up, guys. And then you, uh, br- you know, brush my teeth, floss, and mouthwash, and, you know, that's out it. Get door. dressed and get out the door, man. Feed the cat. You, how often, how, like, do you have to shave and all that every day? I'm definitely not a shave every day person. But. I used to have to. When I worked at yeah. a restaurant, they made us uh, be clean shaven every shift, and it was terrible. But now it's, no, just kind of as needed, and I've kind of let it go a little bit too long, I think, uh. <laughs> Probably a week is the longest I go before I start looking just really terrible. <laughs> Scraggly. Yeah, I don't I don't grow like a good beard or a good mustache or anything. It just looks bad. Yeah. You know, I sparse and patchy. Now that I think about it, I've hardly ever seen Robert pass much the, the level of stubble. Yeah, I can't look. I was blessed with beautiful <laughs> Filipino hair that only works on the head. It doesn't work on the cheeks or the, the neck or anywhere else. I mean, to really. be fair, my my official hair is the patchiest shit you've ever seen, but I still try to make it work. I guess. Fair. So. You know, I I've seen some Japanese some impressive mustaches and beards out of the Japanese, but I haven't. Now, in my limited experience, I haven't seen it out of like uh, you know Koreans or uh, Filipinos or Chamorros or. You know, Chinese, I don't usually associate big, long beards and mustaches with them. Just really Japanese. I think that's weird. Maybe that's well, a pop culture thing. Co- Koreans also do, too. Like, on, on the yeah. Korean bills, yeah, like, famous, pre, you know, like, older Korean, oh, yeah. like, kings and stuff had good beards. Nice, nice. Good no, I, I, have a, I have a really bad beard, and I have to use a safety razor to uh, cut it because my, my hair is just so thick on my face, so mm-hmm. I can't use, like, those... Uh, Harry's, you know, those those discount razors or even Gillette. Like Gillette, mm. when it's brand new out of the package, it works, but the second time it does not work. Yikes. All five of those blades are, are dull. So Yeah, I'm a I'm a big dollar shave club guy myself. <clears throat> yeah. So works that's well. kind of it. That's kind of it. Feed the cat and I'm out the door and then I'm I'm at work. That's do my you, that's my routine. Do you squatty potty before going to work? Absolutely. Nice. I squat before <laughs> and after. Uh, no, hey, the, the worst is having the squatty potty after you shower. I miss it. When, yes, that's true. I miss it, though, when I'm somewhere and I don't have a squatty potty. I'm telling you guys, one time you'll be a believer. You'll be like, yeah, wow. I, I got to ask, like, are there times when you're at work and, like, there's two hours left in your shift and you're feeling the rumbles and you're like, I kind of have to go, but, like, I could just wait two hours and I could get the squatty potty going <laughs> it's on. Not beca- <laughs> it's not so much because I want the squatty potty. I mean, yeah, that is a plus, but it's basically like I just don't like using public toilets for that. Like, I just try not to use a public toilet, period. Like, I'd rather just use, like, the urinal. Like, if I have to, I'll just go in there. Final question. What if all public toilets had squatty potties? World would be a happier place and healthier <laughs> place, too. Probably. It's good, it's good for your body, man. I'm telling you. I'm looking forward. I know what Santa's getting you guys for Christmas this year. <laughs> 12 months away, but... Well, what was the quote from Fairly Odd Parents? This episode brought to you by a healthy colon. <laughs> All right, we've got a pretty packed episode for you guys today. Hella news happened, but first, let's talk about what we always love talking about. Let's talk about some video games. Colin, you want to hit us off? 
Yeah, so uh, over the break, I played a little game that kind of just completely flew under my radar. I mean, this game is called Valley by uh, Blue Isle Studios. You guys uh, may know them from Slender the Arrival when oh, the yeah. Slender the Slender uh, trend was huge. And that was kind of like, you know, there was Slender the Eight Pages and then there was Slender the Arrival, which was like taking everything Eight Pages did, slapping some pretty graphics on it and adding some extra levels, some extra uh, spoopy stuff um, and some new locations and stuff. So uh, Valley is a complete departure from that, though. Um, and I'll, I'll read the description to give you guys an idea because I think it sums it up better than I can. So, uh, explore the vast and beautiful world of Valley using the power of the Leaf Suit, a fierce exoskeleton that grants exceptional speed and agility along with the phenomenal ability to manipulate the life and death of all living things. Whoa. Yeah, so Damn. it, like, touches on some pretty deep themes. Um, and what I will say, like, narrative-wise, it, it's pretty... The, the way they do it, it's kind of like that Pocahontas-type story, uh, something that you saw in, like, Avatar or something like that, right? Like, people came to forage resource, take resource. One side of faction wants to make resource into weapon. One side of faction wants to, you know, just observe the the native people and the native, like, you know, the native uh, organisms and things like that and just kind of use it all for science. Um, it's kind of that same story, but the cool twist in this game is it's after the fact. Like, all that stuff already happened. Mm. And you're and you're coming later on and basically discovering the aftermath of all of that. Huh. Um, so it's kind of cool plot device in that that effect. But the biggest draw of this game uh, that I like about it so much is the actual gameplay itself. And this leaf suit that I mentioned earlier in the description is, like I said, it's an exoskeleton. And it allows you to, like, jump really high, go really fast. It um, almost allows you to, like, ski uh, a la tribes. You guys remember that game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like that. Kind of like huh. that. Um and it plays with like the like uh physics of like momentum and things like that. It does all kinds of cool stuff and it the gameplay is just fun. It's not like over the top crazy. There's nothing complicated to it. Um and it's just what it does, it does so well. And it's not it's not anything crazy. Um but then there's the uh the give and take life mechanic where you actually the the fighting in the game is almost like casting a spell but the only spell that you have it, it like a la skyrim sort of like skyrim but mm. the only spell you have is like the ability to take and give life so you can actually take life from the trees to give you energy mm. and that also acts as your life energy oh and then yeah and then every time you shoot it takes away life energy and that's how you would uh, attack what would be enemies in the game and you can also revive things like say you see a dead deer you can revive it or and uh so, but every time you quote unquote die in the game, you come back to life, but at the cost of the living things around you. So things around you actually die and you have to revive them yourself and it hmm. builds back up your quote unquote lives, which, so your lives actually depend on the life of the valley as a whole, like as an ecosystem. So as you die more and more, so does the valley. And as you start to revitalize it, you gain more life back. So this is kind of an older game, right? It was released 2016, is that right? Uh yes, August 24th, uh 2016. I'm looking at video. I mean, it looks good. How how long is the game again? Um it took me about 5 or 6 hours. Um and there's like uh as long as you keep following along, you can get most of the collectibles, but after the fact you can keep playing and get even more collectibles and unlock unlock a couple new uh abilities for mm-hmm. your exosuit. Um but other than that, honestly, even after you beat the game, the uh, the stuff that it gives you for getting on the collectibles isn't really worth like replaying it per se. So, mm-hmm. um, at the end, I would say it's a sale game. Like, get it on sale, but like yeah. you you'll enjoy what's there. I I think you would. 
Yeah, it's twenty dollars right now, and the overall reviews are very positive. Recent reviews, very positive. So, I it seems like this is kind of the the dream kind of craft game they wanted to make after they made that money, that good Slender Man money, right? Right, right. And it's it's like the overall atmosphere and the graphics are pretty nice in this game. Right, and the music is actually it fits it very well. They go for like this very uh, whimsical, pan fluty kind of tone. Like interesting. Yeah, it, it's it is it's a just a good time. Like take take an afternoon or a night or something, play through it. It's it's a fun game. You'll enjoy it. I, speaking I of g- speaking of games with a kind of artistic vision going to them, have you guys uh, seen any footage from that EA property Fay? Yeah, have you seen yes. that? Yeah. Yes, it's coming. That to game Switch. looks exciting, but then I remember how uh, how excited I was for Unravel. Right, and like oh, remember Yarny, that red guy? Yeah, Unravel was just a pretty <laughs> game to look at. That was kind of it. I'm worried that Faye might oh, run that shame. way. I never Faye, played that. Faye reminds me a little bit of uh, Grow Home, which is one of my favorite games of like, 2014, oh, 2015. Okay. I think it's 2015. Grow Home was so awesome. So anyways, uh, something to look out for for the future. But no, man, Valley looks looks pretty cool. Yeah. Sure. I, yeah. I, I, I haven't yeah. heard of it. I wouldn't know anything about it if you, unless you told me about it today. Yeah, and the interesting thing is, I don't know if I mentioned, but it is in first person, though, so that's what kind of makes makes it all kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious. Do you notice any, like, slender kind of influences? Like, is it scary in any way? Um, it's atmospheric, not, it looks like. There's some, like, darker atmospheric parts, and some of the enemies are a little bit spoopy, but it's never to the point where, like, there's giant jump scares, or they're, like, they're, it's actively trying to be, like, a horror game or anything like that. Um, there's some pretty tense parts and things like that, and... I think, yeah, there, there's there's just spoopy stuff. There's never, like, jump scares. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I've been playing... I never thought I'd say this out loud. I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Like, <laughs> an unfortunate amount. That's not even the best of the Black Ops series. It's, like, the third best. Right. But it's the best way to play zombies right now. And that's ah. literally all I've been playing. Ah. Yeah, guys, Robert has a problem. Just help I us do. stop him, please. I do. <laughs> Over the weekend, I have racked up 20 plus hours <laughs> into zombies. Dang, Good dude. Lord, man. What got, it, like, what got into you? What, what motivated you to do this with your life? Like, was it on sale? Like, Okay, so I used to be like super big into zombies Like back in high school. I had a group of friends. We'd get together every weekend and play four-player zombies, f- try to figure out all the maps and all that stuff, right? Uh, and then that was back when I only played on PS3 and the, since then I've built a PC and, you know, like never really found a need to play call of duty on the PC. So I never bought a call of duty game. And then one of my friends was like, Hey, you want to come over and play zombies? And I was like, Oh shit, that's my jam. All right. So it's free. Yeah, exactly. oh, that's so my it's, jam. It's been like, <laughs> I, I took my 12 steps I walked away, I put down the needle, and then a Yikes. friend of mine was just like, hey, you want another one for free, though? Oh, man. And opens like, jacket guess. shows all, all the variety of zombies. <laughs> now that I think so, about it, Black Ops 3 had that $15 standalone uh, multiplayer release. I think I own that. Does that have any zombies included? No, it's garbage because it doesn't have zombies in it. Oh, that's terrible. I wasted $15. Okay. Yeah, it's oh, just rip. multiplayer. Uh, mm. What I spent, I spent like, it was normally $100, but oh I found it gosh. 25% off at Humble Bundle. And I've always said <sighs> I would pay full price for a Call of Duty game that was basically just a bunch of zombies maps, Yeah, which, you know, the, the Zombies Deluxe version or whatever of Black Ops 3 is that. I think it comes with 14 zombies maps, which is so it, a lot. So 
so it's it's the best way to play just zombies mode if you want to is in this game is that es- why especially pc because it has steam workshop support so there's so mm. many like modded you know creator like fan-made zombie maps out there as well i mean of course i can't vouch that all of them are like the most the best quality right yeah. uh but oh, i didn't know they had steam workshop support for that that's cool right yeah so you can play a bunch of these other maps and sure maybe they're not going to be the best but like there's always variety there's always are people like new. recreating um classic Old. call of duty maps in yeah. zombies like nuketown and stuff like that yeah, yeah i've seen a couple of cool. that yeah um cool. but this this pack it comes with like okay so there's four five new maps that come with black ops 3 and then they bring all the world at war maps and then most of black ops 1 maps and one black ops 2 map i think wow yeah so you're getting kind of like a greatest hits basically uh and i've just been playing so much of zombies it's really unfortunate I mean, I, I'm loving it. I'm having so much fun doing it. It's it's to the point now where like my roommates and I are just like always playing it whenever wow. we can. Wow. Is it? Uh, let me ask you: Is the zombie mode in the new Call of Duty World War II anything good at all? Does that get you excited? Haven't even looked at it. No, because Nazi zombies, right? That seems like the only cooler thing than regular zombies. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I I just have a fondness for like the four characters, like the four main characters from the old zombies games, who oh, are just okay. like all super caricatures of like German, Russian, American, and Japanese. Didn't they start having like celebrities and stuff in that mode? Yeah, they did one where like George Romero, rest in peace, got yeah. he was like he was a zombie. <laughs> he was like the boss a zombie. Of yeah, a- I, feel like, I feel like Ray Liotta also. I don't know for sure. Um, they did him. They hit it. Uh, they did uh, uh, Sean from The Walking Dead. Uh, John, uh, I always forget his name. Yeah, you know, know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah they yeah. did him hmm. too. Yeah, they they started getting a little wild, but I just love the the four main characters that they have, only because it starts off with like, oh, those crazy mad German scientists, those Nazi scientists. They they like crazy scienced up a zombie army by accident, right? And it turns into like we've shattered all of the dimensions we're barely keeping this universe together right now and there's also <laughs> dragons and it's up to you guys to fight these zombies zombie and dragons pe- and piece together reality wow oh the, shit the dragon from yeah. super mario odyssey comes into call of duty oh shit yeah no like you actually like i haven't played that map much yet but there's a dragon in there and he breathes fire on you and you've got to like That's keep crazy. fucking running yeah See, one of my favorite Damn. ones that I remember was it was the one from Black Ops One where you get to play as JFK and uh, uh, Fidel Castro. Yeah, Five, I thought so. They yeah. did crazy stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that that one was really fun. That's pretty um, cool. I remember there was that map with uh, George Romero. You get to play as like Sarah Michelle Gellar and Danny Trejo. <laughs> oh yeah, man, yeah. that's right. back when Call of Duty kind of ran the show, right? This is all pre-Overwatch. I feel like yeah, they were yeah. really firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Wow, man, that's a crazy thing. And to have that package, I guess seventy five dollars sounds like a deal for that. I, Me, it's a little steep for me because I've never really been a huge fan of the mode. I mean, I, I know it's big, I know it's popular, but I've always been more into the multiplayer than anything else. Just straight up deathmatch, I guess. Yeah, I'm on the total opposite. I hate Call mm-hmm. of Duty multiplayer so much. Yeah, but yeah, God, the zombies has its needle in me. I'm in. Zombies mode just gets me in panic mode all the time. I'm just like ah ah, they're coming. Ah, put up the boards. Put up the boards. Ah. You know, I'm just always like on high alert i guess so anxiety yeah i can only do it for so long it's like the most intense parts of PUBG. just the whole game is like that (laughs) see i don't know for me it's gotten to this point where uh it's all kind of like chill 
Like I just know exactly what I'm doing in every map. And yeah, like, or is it scripted? Like you know where they're going to spawn every time? Is that? I mean, yeah, the there, works? there are spawn points, right? Like it's not like you just come out from literally anywhere. If you play but, a map, but, but like the order that they spawn, oh. is that scripted or it's no, random? No. no, it's random. Random. Okay. Ooh. Yep. Okay. But you know, I mean, it's gotten to the point where, like, you know, when you're playing a map where you, there's like a lot of stuff you have to do to turn on power or something, you just kind of like fall into a rhythm of like, okay, by round three, I need to be doing this. By round five, I have to do that. Etc. Yeah. Etc. Yeah, you get into a rhythm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Man, cool. I I love that so much. It's so good. <laughs> but uh, Jack, what have you been playing? So I have been playing not too many games. I did try a touch of the Dragon Ball Fighter Z beta, which we'll talk about more news. Um, but I spent a lot of time. Uh, more time than other games playing Route B of Near Automata, Ooh. and yeah, and I am deep into that man, and I don't know why because it's it's different enough, right? Like with the hacking mechanic involved, and I guess minor spoilers, right? For Near Automata, like I'll try not to be heavy here because I know Colin's still. I'm sure you're gonna play it soon, right, Colin? Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> buy it sooner than later. I promise. I promise, Please, man. Anyways. It's at like the top of my list of games to buy. So I'll, I won't talk too much about it, right? Because that sh- that game has come out. And we've talked about it plenty on the show. But just one thing I really appreciate about that game is it's got a lot of examples of uh, storytelling that can only be told in a video game. So, for instance, um, minor, minor, minor spoilers has nothing to do with the main quest here. But there are some side quests in the village uh, where you're, you have this hacking mechanic. You can hack into people's brains. and You can basically kill them that way. Or you can find things out about them, memories, things, etc. like that. Uh, and there's this guy who keeps, there's a robot, I say guy, but there's this robot who is asking another robot, Hey, do you want this 25 cent coin or do you want this 10 cent coin or something like that? Do you remember this quest, Robert? I think so. Yeah. Okay. And the robot keeps saying when he's given a choice, he keeps saying, Oh, I want the less, the less valuable coin. And the guy's like, Hey, can you fix my buddy here? Cause he's like stupid. His reward, he's like wired weirdly he doesn't want the more expensive coin when given a choice so then you go and you hack his brain and you've been hacking a bunch of people from now on and and a lot of a lot of hacking games they're not created equal some are really easy some are really hard some are damn hard Mm. and this guy is one of those really robust ones that take a long time to hack into him and and you're like wait a second i thought this guy was stupid and you're like why is this why is his brain so like fortified right why is this so difficult and then you pop back out and he knows that you know he's smart now he's like don't tell my secret I'm actually, you know, a really smart guy, but I'm pretending to be dumb. And you're like, wait, what? Why would why would you ever do that? And he goes, because the bigger a fool, I, this isn't a direct quote, but he's something to the effect of the bigger a fool people believe you to be, the more of their true nature they'll reveal to you. And I was like, whoa, philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. I was like, and I was like, whoa, dang. So he just kept acting dumb just to see what people would do and how people treat him. He said that he gets that people are giving him more. He's making more money acting dumb because people are giving him more uh, low coins, low value coins, just to see what he'll say, just to laugh at him. Right. But he's making more than if he were except the high value coin. I was just like, man, that's so like deep. <laughs> you that's know, like Yoko, you think about stuff. Yoko Taro ass Yoko Taro game. Yeah. And I just thought about that. And I'm like, man, how many side quests ever? And this is like, you know, nowhere even near like the deep like vestiges of where this uh, narrative goes. But. I was thinking about that side quest just today. I was like, man, that like really was like a deep thing. And you can only really experience that using the hacking mechanic in a video game. You know, you could never do something like that 
really what in a movie or a book. What the fuck is so this game? I need to play. Like <laughs> every time I hear something about this, this is this is. Are we still talking and, about a game dude, here? That's <laughs> like a five. And that listen, that's like a five minute side quest too. That is so short a thing, but it's so cool, and it really stuck with me. And I was like, wow. So I'm gonna keep playing it. I definitely want to go through to Root E, uh, the true, true ending is what I keep hearing people say. Even though I know a little bit about what happens, it's not spoiling it for me. The game's still fun. You keep all your experience. You keep all your weapons as you're as you're playing these endings, so it's not like you're losing anything. Uh, I'm getting a lot out, out of it. And also, my second time through, I'm, I'm doing uh, uh, what I like to do and just kind of clean up some of the side quests that I didn't get to the first time. Yeah. So, I'm having a great time with that. Um, also, I didn't really bring this up i just kind of forgot i did this over the weekend guys but i did go to the movies as well and i saw i tanya the uh margot robbie uh tanya harding biopic so i did see that movie what do you guys know about that story about tanya harding any interest at all in what that movie's doing i've seen trailers i think it looks all right but i'm not willing to go out of my way to watch it really Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of the same same spot as Robert is. You guys, I don't think, were there, right? Like, on the planet Earth when the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan stuff was going on. Like, the Olympic those stuff, names right? sound so familiar, though. Yeah, it's kind of like the OJ kind of thing. I think OJ actually happened right after that. And I think OJ, is the thing was, it took the media's attention away from Tanya Harding. But you know the basic story, right? I think. So No. Oh, you don't? Okay. No. Wow. Okay. It's Tanya Harding's story, everybody. This is why there's a movie about her. Because she was made to be a champion from a young age, and her mother was really terrible to her. And her mother, like, was abusive and, like, all kinds of things made her to be a champion. And she got married to some loser because her family is just kind of, like, you know, poor. They're not the typical... Um, uh, image of what U.S. figure skating wants them to be. They want to be Disney princesses, basically, right? Tanya Harding is not that way at all. She, like, smokes and cusses and listens to rock music and is tough and is a strong athlete. So, anyways, um, she gets... Nancy Kerrigan does fit the picture of of that, of the uh, image. And that's... And, and Tanya Harding was believing that Nancy Kerrigan was getting unfair voting and unfairly high scores because the judges just liked her more because figure skating is a very uh, subjective sport. It's not like you can go in there, play a game, whoever has the highest points wins. It's like, who do the judges basically like the most overall? Right. So anyways, uh, so after she gets divorced, her (laughs) ex-husband and his loser friend, this is in real life, by the way, her loser friend like hire a hitman to sneak into practice and club Nancy Kerrigan in the knee and take her out <laughs> like on her landing leg. So she can't make jumps or do anything like right, like weeks before the Olympics. Holy so Tanya shit. Harding has an easier way to get into the Olympics. Jesus. <laughs> and so that's the true story. Like you can just read the Wikipedia page about this. Like it really happened. It was all over the news. They ended up, and then Nancy Kerrigan recovered, and they ended up both going to the Olympics and representing the U.S. on the same team, competing against each other in the Olympics. Oh my god! And so that was like one of the highest, like rated Olympics of all time, figure skating, because of that obvious drama. Like, wait a second, this girl's ex-husband really hired somebody to try and take her out of the Olympics, and she's going to say no, fuck that, I'm going to make it in the Olympics, I'm going to beat you. Like it was crazy. Yeah. So oh. it I don't know if you guys so, ever seen Goodfellas, but it's this movie Itani has been touted as the Goodfellas of figure skating. And I will say that largely overall it is successful in that. I think it's very funny. I think it's very it's a very good biopic. I think Margot Robbie's very good in it. I think that it's probably the best uh that a a uh figure skating performance has ever been put to film. Very artistic, very well shot. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was a great movie, very entertaining overall, and the fact that it's a true story, 
is like insane. But I, I it just gets so much more ridiculous too than even the stuff I said. So I, I recommend it. You know, maybe yeah. if it comes on streaming or something later this year, you guys should check it out. It's it's just a good movie, even if you know nothing about it. The less you know, the better, actually. Also, like, I should say, too, that Tanya Harding was the first woman, to, and they, they cover this in the film, too, the first American female to ever attempt and complete a triple axle, I want to say, was the name of that jump. I might have, I might not know the right name of that jump. Anyways, the hardest you. jump of the world. Yeah. Like, one of the hardest <laughs> jumps of the world to do. Like, a lot of men can't even do it. Right. Couldn't even do it at the time, but Tanya Harding was the first one. So that's it. That's so, I, Tanya. That's kind of what cool. I did all weekend. So would you say that the movie I, Tanya is like actually, what's the phrase? You know, like it's reflective of real life or would you say they took a lot of liberties in it? Oh, no. I think it's so true. And the thing about it is there's even like a caption in the beginning that says that this film is based upon the true, largely contradicting, unironic interviews by the three named people like Tanya Harding, Jeff Galuli and what other, whatever her bodyguard's name is her body or her bodyguard quote unquote was a fat overweight guy that like had a part-time job lived with his parents. Okay. This is what he did. But when he was interviewed by like fucking Diane Sawyer and shit on CBS news, he's like, yeah, I work with uh, various international espionage agencies. <laughs> like he's one of these guys, right? He's one oh of these neckbeards that like is lying about everything and bragging about stuff. He's like, yeah, I've, I, I control a, a team of hitmen that uh, you know cover uh, various uh, projects and uh, we're tasked with by the U.S. government, dark forces, and Jesus. skunk works, and all this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and course. it's hilarious. And he's like, you know, I've been, and she's like, really? What companies? <laughs> like Diane Sawyer, and he's like, you know, I was quoted, I was cited once in in uh in magazines for my expertise in the field of espionage and spying. And she goes, what magazine? He goes, well, uh. Uh, uh, this is like a direct quote, guys. He's like, well, uh, uh, I think it was a travel magazine. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and oh dude, this God. interview is on YouTube right now. You can watch it. So it is a comedy, but it is a true portrayal of the events that actually happened. It's just because the characters, the real life people in the story are so ridiculous. That's what makes the movie funny because it's naturally stupid. God, that so. sounds fucking wild. <laughs> I actually recommend it. It's one of my favorite movies so far I've seen. I know the year has just started, but it's a great it's a great movie. Right. Actor Stranger Than Fiction. Jeez. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to bring up something about Near Automata real quick before we... Oh, yeah. We were talking about that, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were. Um, I mean, Jack, are you planning... You said you're planning on getting all the way to Root E, right? I'm, yeah, I'm going to beat that game. Yeah. Do you know how soon? Uh, Next two weeks for sure. Okay, cool. Because I think we should definitely like talk about it when oh. you see it, when you get Not to it. Not wait for Colin? Colin, how soon do you think you can do it, man? He's <laughs> <laughs> over there like, dude, I get it anytime soon. I'm just giving you the chance. I mean, I get paid tomorrow. I suppose I could start Bro, this weekend. You, there's got to be something you can trade in to get it. Like, I don't do trade-ins, cheap. man. Oh, okay. My fault. My fault. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, Root E is one of the most video gamey ass video game endings I've ever seen to a game. And like, I think the he best means way. that's a good thing. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. best way, in the absolute best yeah. way. Yeah, for sure. I'm saying, man, it's it's a great game, and I thought that I'd be annoyed playing it the second time, but it's a different enough that I'm not. It's it's not that bad. It's see, really not as bad as it sounds. See, for me, I actually kind of got annoyed with it halfway through. I almost dropped the game during Root B because I was like, man, this kind of sucks. <laughs> But I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay through. with it because I know that something's going on. I'm glad that I have like this motivation propelling me. If I was doing it just to do it, I definitely would have dropped it. But knowing that there's some really big stuff about to pop off, like it's keeping me going. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. That does it, I think, for uh, the games we've been playing and movies we've been watching. Let's talk about some news. 
Alright, let's start with something real hard. Let's just start with something just real bad and controversial, guys. A lot of news happened this week. A lot of news. Yeah. So, Quantic Dream, that studio behind big games like Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, the upcoming Detroit Become Human. Yeah. uh, They've been slammed with multiple allegations uh, for just... Awful workplace conduct, sexual harassment, you know, toxic culture. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's not looking too hot. And this Ugh. comes from three different French, like you know, newspapers, magazines that uh, are saying, "Hey, this is like a thing. We've been getting reports of it." And uh, there's like there are files on uh, someone's computer in Quantic Dream Studio that has 600 like photoshopped images of just like. I don't know, just very homophobic depictions of stuff or like of their actual employees at the company. Yeah. 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 For example, there's one where David Cage's face is like shopped over a male stripper who's holding a power tool with a sex toy on it. Oh no. Yeah. This is so bad. (laughs) Got hilarious. What a time, what a time to be alive, man. And talk about bad timing. I mean, no time's good for this kind of stuff, but especially now, Right. When like the natural consciousness is all around this kind of stuff, this sexual harassment in the workplace, it's like just toxic atmosphere. And then also tech companies as well are dealing with like the bro culture. I keep seeing articles about the bro culture, the bro culture. What can we do? What can we do to get away from it? You know, and it's just like, wow. So this was found on some like file. Right. And the IT guy found it. And he was also one of the subjects of one of the 600 images that were Photoshop. Like, dude, you can't hide anything from IT. Are you crazy? (laughs) Are you literally crazy? I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't like, look, photoshopping stuff for fun is very fun, but like, holy shit, dude, 600 of them and just like, <laughs> yeah, uh, that might know. be an obsession. You getting any work done? That's a lot. I, I mean, <laughs> I have a feeling this isn't just one dude who's just like, yeah, photoshop. Yeah. yeah. That would take a lot of people, <laughs> some time to do, man, some time and thought. There's energy going into this. I mean, I, I really want to see some of these images because I'm just curious, like, is it really shittily photoshopped or like <laughs> would I be impressed by the technique at least? The game you know? would be done by now if they just could <laughs> stop with this bullshit. We'd be playing this game. You walk into Quantic Dream and like everyone's just quietly working, working their ass off, whatever on this game, and you see that guy in the corner. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, we're making we're making light of it. We're making light of it now, but I mean it truly is like some like just some really bad form, man. Like yeah. especially when they're coming out with a game, Detroit Become Human is dealing with some very kind of uh, fragile, you know, kind of timely subjects right now as far as civil rights, as far as, you know, what constitutes like life and child death, abuse, basically. Well. Yeah, children. Yeah, exactly. Like there's a lot of heavy themes there and you would hope that it would be um, developed by a company that would treat that with the proper care and respect. <laughs> but right, when they have right. that, when they have that atmosphere, you know, at work now and also when you kind of go back and look at some of their past games there's questionable content in games they've released i mean across the board there's like some really you know really fucked up shit in some of their games you're just like wow what is going on really at this studio and and what what kind of person is david cage to work with as well you got to call that into question so it's it's dark times man it's tough times i don't know i don't know yeah i I, I mean of course uh the founders of the studio you know david cage himself and uh Oh, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, it's a very French name, like something de Fondieme or Guillaume wow. de Fondomiere. Whoa, I, you even tried I, that. Oh, I think. Oh. I think is his name. I commend uh, you, sir. I don't speak French. but Croque madame. Yeah, both of them are like, pff, pff, nah, pff, pff, 
no, this is dumb. No, that's yeah, not true. Yeah, the entire company's just like, nah, fuck off. This yeah, is, none of this is true. Their whole posture yeah. is deny, deny, deny. And it's just yeah. like, that's not necessarily a good way nah, to handle they're just, like, crisis. They're just digging themselves a deeper hole. That's yeah. And, so. and like, you know, Cage himself, he's even like, he's even saying like, come on, I've worked with like Ellen Page, you know, who's like a LGBT champion or whatever. And it's like, okay, cool and, and all. But she, like, also, she wasn't always that way. And she also got into trouble as well with people photoshopping her, if you remember, like onto like, like, na- like photoshopping her clothes off or something like that. She got into her own co- or someone got into controversy around her as well. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. That raises yeah. all kinds of questions too. Well, yeah. I mean, I actually, I, I actually completely forgot about this until this stuff came out. But uh, somebody reminded me about the uh, the controversy with Ellen Page that arose about how her they actually made a nude model of her without her right. permission for yeah. Beyond Two Souls. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and dude. they're like, they're like, oh wait, guys, it's not any big deal. Like, it's not actually like scans of her naked body. It's just some stock naked body that we made. Bro, in the that would be really creepy though, right? But if you're still, in a game it's, and then it's weird, especially if they didn't get permission. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's that, that. Yeah, when you're talking about <clears throat> like digital rights, right, and digital acting and performance, like, yeah, you got to be careful because once they capture your face, they can basically do anything they want unless you like stipulate in your contract, you know. So that that would creep me out, even if you know, like, yeah, whoa, I mean, that's just that's just bad. Granted, that, I mean, it's like it's very uh, selective camera angles in the scene that they're referencing in those allegations, but still, it's it's messed up. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, they also released, like, the company itself released a public statement, like, officially from Quantum <clears throat> Dream itself. Also just saying, hey, this ain't all true, and we, we value the safety of our employees. And, you know, basic corporal, like, corporate bullshit, you know, PR mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that these 600 images for sure exist and that the toxic culture is definitely there. But when three different sources are coming at you, some with, like, the physical proof of those photos, it's a little dicey where there's smoke where there's smoke yeah i think there's going to be tons more developing on this within the coming weeks i would assume yeah it's it's not going to help out the sales of detroit not at all god okay Uh, let's talk about some good news though uh Uh, hmm. agdq awesome games done quick they broke another record uh they just finished up their winter stream uh like it's a week-long charity thing where they just let's just they bring a bunch of speed runners and just marathon a bunch of games like speed running them giving you tips on how to do it etc uh and they've raised 2.2 million dollars wow charity, dude which that is, is not chump change that is awesome yeah i mean i don't know it's just again it's really cool to see like something video something like video games right be able to yeah. do something like this i actually watched a guy my buddy my buddy who's huge kingdom hearts fan but he was telling me about uh this guy who did a speed run of all the data battles in kingdom hearts 2 he Ugh. did it in 25 minutes level one mind you wow. what the fuck yeah level dude and watching this guy was insane he you just watch him he's just taking down their health bars like it's nothing like it's not even getting hit a single time like, is like it's glitch free or is he like exploiting? i know he's not glitching at all he's like look you look all you gotta do is spam this 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 and this wow That's it. Yeah, man. Wow. That's no, insane. it's awesome. Games done quick is one of my favorite parts about being a fan of video games. Like watching those every what two, three times a year they come out. Like it's just so cool to see the community come together and to see things you haven't seen before. Watch records get broken as well. It's it's really really a good time, man. So yeah, congrats to them. That's a lot of money, and that's going to go to a lot of good. That's really cool. Yeah, you learn like little things about games that you really love too. In that, like, I learned by watching a stream of theirs like last week that uh, in Metal Gear Solid Three, if you pull a grenade pin and just run at full speed, all your footsteps are silent. Whoa! 
Yeah, so you just what? get get around a bunch of dudes by holding a grenade in your hand and just running by them. <laughs> just like that's pretty great. That's all you learn. Yeah, you actually do learn like different tricks in the games for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that's one of the cool little parts about it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, that game's coming out soon, and they had a little bit of an open beta over the weekend. That no, they didn't. <sighs> yeah, they open had half my of ass. an open beta. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Buy me dinner first. You heard, hey, you heard open, it here first, that, Colin Sparling. Open my ass. Listen, listen. There's a comma, a very important comma there. <laughs> so open is it, my comma listen, ass. Is it Dragon Ball... Listen, is it Dragon Ball Fighter Z or is it Dragon Ball Fighter? It's Fighter. It's Fighters. Really? I can't confirm. Yeah, after Man. hearing it said a million times. Yeah, oh, okay. official Funimation people are calling it Fighters okay yeah yeah so did you guys even get a chance to play any of the open beta i it did was, two two days ago yeah i don't know what you guys are talking about i totally played as much as i wanted to yeah yeah so the first day well so there was that day one thing where like if you pre-ordered it on ps4 or xbox one you got a day early i didn't hear any reports of like anything bad and then the first day it was open to everyone like their servers were just gone it just didn't mm. didn't fly that dog yeah. didn't hunt I was I was sitting there actually. I waited until three a.m., which it was it was twelve it was midnight uh, Pacific time, three a.m. Eastern time here, and uh, I waited till three a.m. for this beta fucking open to the public. Started up this beta, and I'm like waiting. You know, I'm all giddy and excited to play, and it says you know it's like loading uh, booting network failed to initialize, and I'm like, Ooh. what the fuck? So I tried it like fifty <laughs> times more. I was going until like at, at probably almost four in the morning trying to get into a game and then it got to the point where it said uh downloading uh assets or whatever and it had me like set up an account and all that stuff and i was like okay sweet i'm in and then i went to load into the lobby kicked yep i lo- oh, I, was, I threw my head in anger i was pissed well, Yo, was like, sucks. C- colin and any of our dbz fans you'll get this but i saw this thing on twitter the other day that was like the four most iconic deaths in Dragon Ball. Uh, I know exactly what you mean yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's like the the scene where Piccolo sacrifices himself to save Gohan and then Goku teleporting Cell away and then uh Majin Vegeta. Yeah, Majin Vegeta blowing himself up. And then it's just a screenshot of that failed to initialize network. <laughs> yeah. I was like fucking rip, dude. Oh, that's wow, good. I, I guess I should feel lucky I didn't uh have any of those issues happen. I played the game. I watched a little bit of it on youtube some gameplay to see like the style of it and i am very impressed with the visuals i mean it definitely is wasn't developed by the people that made guilty gear yep yeah, our system, system works <clears throat> yeah and it, you can tell it's using unreal engine 4 it's a very pretty game it especially when they go into the specials or whatever they call them uh it just looks really good as you yeah. would expect gameplay wise though i quickly learned after that first match that took like 10 minutes or whatever i was like okay this game is not for me unfortunately it's like one of those, if you haven't played it, you know, it's one of those like frantic style a la Marvel vs. Capcom um, style games. Very technical. Uh, there's just like screen filling fireballs and flames and crazy madness going on. Huge, crazy air combos, double jumps, etc. And I'm like, literally, I'm mashing the buttons. I'm just, it's like a mash-a-thon. And like my thumb, like, listen, I'm not an old man yet, but like my thumb was getting sore trying to play like one match. I was like, what is going on in this game? I was like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just smack. I'm just like taking my hand, just like rubbing the controller as fast as I can, hitting every single button. Like, yeah. oh, what's going on? So I am like, okay, this game, it looks good. I give it that, and I'm sure fans of Dragon Ball Z will like it. But like, it's not a game. I, I think playing the beta, I was like, okay, I can save my money on this. I'm not gonna like truly like enjoy this game, you know. So I would say fans of the series, okay, but fans of fighting games, 
like it unless you like that frantic style where you don't necessarily know exactly what's going on and you're not doing things on purpose all the time like i don't know if i could recommend it so what i'm very excited about is that this podcast has been documenting my uh slow descent into fighting games right yeah and it's all the long con i bought guilty gear only because (laughs) i heard the dudes who made Guilty Gear are beh- mm-hmm. going to be behind what might be one of the best Dragon Ball fighting games to ever exist. Right. And I was like, fuck, I need to learn Guilty Gear. I know it's not going to be the same, but I need to learn it. Yeah. Um, and that's one of definitely... The most, one of the most impenetrable fighting games, too, was like one of your first ones. So you <laughs> yeah, jumped in the deep end. It, it, it's... I don't know. Like, how, gu- knowing Guilty Gear has helped me out a lot. Uh, I think Fighters is definitely easier to get into than Guilty Gear, uh, for what it's worth. Um, I think... Like, I don't know, Dragon Ball Fighters, I only got to play, like, four or five matches, but despite all of the, like, you know, the Colin hat throwing at, at like, the beta not working, right. when it did work, I was just fucking like, oh, man, this is it. This is so it. This is everything oh, yeah. I was expecting. Yeah, that fucking I, that that bait, dude. Once I actually got to play, I was like, "This is hype as fuck." Like, I this think, is like, the if shit. you're a fan, <laughs> if you're a fan of Dragon Ball, I think you can add like two, three points to your score, probably. Yeah, you know, but, but like but, it's two thing. It's two things in a row that I'm not like a big fan of. Right, I'm not a big fan of like frantic, crazy screen filling fighters. I just I've, I've never have been. Yeah, Trust it's not me, a game I, for epileptics. No. I want to <laughs> like yeah, I want to like Marvel vs. Capcom. Are you kidding me? Like that's awesome, right? But I just can't get into that type of game. And also Dragon Ball, like you guys know me, like I'm just yeah. not. It missed me. So See, it's I, like, why would I ever play this game? I played a bit of Marvel v. Capcom at like arcade, well, barcades. Right, I've mm-hmm. never like bought any marvel v capcom and played it at home or anything like that uh i couldn't get into it as much in arcades like i kind of understood what i was doing but you know when you're playing a a fighting game for the first time at an arcade you're not sitting there like okay what what's the input like what's Uh quarter circle forward you know what i mean you're kind of just smashing yeah 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 yeah. so i was kind of figuring stuff out from there um but i don't know i found the fighters to be very intuitive with like switching to your like the characters that you want to switch to on your team understanding how to do supers how to go from like a combo into a heavier hit to like launch them and then do a super i don't know it it all felt really intuitive i didn't win more matches than i lost uh, but that's also because I jumped in the deep end without understanding that there was a tutorial in the game. <laughs> so I was yeah. just like, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> yeah, right. I did all the tutorials. So I was like, okay, I don't know exactly understand how the fuck this works. So uh, yeah. I would say uh, I would say Melee or Smash Brothers, right, is like about as frantic a fighter as I, I like. That's some about people, as crazy as I like Some people even almost refrain from calling that game a fighting game. I don't understand that. Though. Smash Brothers? Yeah. Some I mean, people I, do, I, yeah. Purists, I can understand where they're coming from, right? But I, yeah. it is a fighting game to me. But it, that's about as crazy as I like to get. I like to be a little bit just... I like to at least feel like I'm deliberately doing things for specific reasons. And just when a game is so crazy like that, it's just like, what is even happening? Like, I would literally just be sitting there like, what's happening? Ah! <laughs> you know? So, yeah. it, it got the adrenaline going. It made my thumb sore. My yeah, I mean... games have I, done that. I like the setup of like you know it's it's very simple like light medium and then heavy strike like they're all mapped to like exactly on the buttons how this should be and then like your Kai Blaster X I was like okay that's pretty simple then you you know L1 to switch characters and R1 to do your uh what dragon burst and all that shit yeah it's just a long time too what's that don't yeah. they matches take a long time too are there like yeah, nine people on your team yeah, how many you, people you, are you have team? to yeah you have to knock out three uh characters. Yeah, okay. It's the yeah. three people on a team. I Ooh, will say the the part that made me like that totally completed the whole circle for me was uh all the gameplay I've seen of fighters up to now has all been in Japanese 
right the japanese audio and you know don't get me wrong i i respect the japanese dub but i was like raised on the english dub right and for this beta i didn't know until partway through that you could like switch to the english voices oh yeah that's the first thing i did (laughs) yeah and Uh when i found that out and i switched to the english voices i was like i gotta play goku i gotta do that super fucking kamehameha and i gotta hear sean shemmel fucking scream that in my ears and oh man (laughs) it was everything i needed (laughs) you you know just uh, what yesterday uh, street fighter arcade edition also came out as well too so i'm not gonna be don't worry guys i'm not gonna be that guy that's like oh street fighter so much better than dragon ball like i'm really down and out on street fighter 5 overall and arcade edition isn't doing much to like pull me in like i had hoped it would so we'll see what kind of year this is last year was a pretty positive year for fighters we'll oh, see yeah. what happens this year i mean especially it's already january you got two heavy hitters in there already coming out i'm just hoping that there's gonna be some good additions to tech in and, and and we'll see what happens but uh i i definitely can say safely that like dragon ball fighters after trying it out i mean listen guys i tried it right i downloaded yeah, it i yeah, played yeah. the game like it's, it's not for me but i'm glad you guys are having fun with it yeah cannot wait for january 25 it's gonna be hype uh speaking of pc releases uh final fantasy 12 the zodiac 15. age oh wait oh shit whoops <laughs> no don't Gotta spoil it yet colin uh, <laughs> final fantasy 12 is coming to pc finally that re- that remaster is coming to pc uh before it was i believe a ps4 exclusive so salty so salty i just spent 30 dollars <laughs> on that over ho- over christmas break so I was like, well, I love this game. I'm supported. I have all these points. Let's spend it. Thirty dollars. I just want it back, and I can't get a refund either because I downloaded it. I have not nice. booted that game, mind you. I did not boot it. I just downloaded it, so I can't get a discount or, or a refund. It's 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 madness. Rip. So I'm gonna buy it on PC now because obviously that's the best version. I think they said you can play it something like 48 by nine resolution, so you can have aspect ratio, what? so you can have like three like ultra wide monitors side by side. God. It's ridiculous. That'd be awesome. I don't know, Colin. You're the only one of us three who's been playing a lot of the uh, Final Fantasy XII like remix, remaster, whatever. Oh, I mean, to would, say a lot of it would be an exaggeration you, for me. You, I, I haven't played a whole lot. I have played it. I mean, you played more than either me or Jack has. I know Jack, you beat yeah. the original back. Dude, in I love. I only, have, I only have about five hours in it. Right? Would you? Would you say? Would you buy it on PC? Uh, after already owning it once, no. See, I'm stupid. I'm going to buy it again because I know it's going to be so much better on PC. I was actually like I was struggling. I was like, should I buy this now? When cuz there was no PC release announced. And I and I went through Steam and I was like, wait a second. Almost every single Final Fantasy game is on Steam now. Like there's a pretty good chance this 12 is going to come out. Um and then I decided just to do it and I so regret it now. <laughs> well, see, I think your situation is a little bit different because you well, not to mention you have an ultra wide monitor, so you can play in like 21 by 9 or whatever. Yeah. The difference for me is like it's it's a toss up between where I want to play my games because I have my PC running on a 1080p monitor or I can uh-huh. play games on my PS4 Pro on a 4K TV. Yeah, you see, yeah. you see, it's kind of a dilemma there. So yeah, uh, Final Fantasy 12 as I have it would be it runs at native 4K. I'm pretty sure on PS4. I, so I think it's a forty dollars the first week it's out and then it goes back up to fifty dollars if I read that correctly. So I'm gonna get it at forty. I'm going to spend that money because that game is, yeah, that game is incredibly good. If any fan of Final Fantasy, that's to me, that's one of the best. As someone who's played all the best Final Fantasy games, most the impo- most important ones, 12 is up there. Yeah, 12 is a pretty divisive one. People yeah. people like to argue about that one in 9 a lot. Yeah, so that'll be coming out February 1st on Steam. So if you want to pick it up then, you know, two weeks before your Valentine's, there you go. There's your chance. I'm doing but, it. But uh, it's not the only Final Fantasy game coming to PC this Spoiled year. It. 
Uh, Final Fantasy 15, the sweet boys in all leather <laughs> and that drive their, their fucking Audi oh, R8 man. through the desert and fly it through the sky. They're coming to PC, the Windows edition on Steam, which we, is a silly name. Uh, 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 yeah, that's a terrible name for a game, Windows edition. But guys, yeah. we need a new segment on the show. I'm telling you, I don't know if I can get her on board, but when my wife describes a game that she doesn't know the name of it, you have to hear what she says, man, because we're sitting there last oh, night playing Nier Automata, and she's like, whatever happened to that one game? And I'm like, which game are you talking about? And she goes, you know, the one with like... The dinosaurs and the boys and the K-pop group and the Cadillac and <laughs> nice. they, they go to like beach parties and like they are in love with somebody and like, they're all and there's in like love monsters with and there's airdrops and stuff and I'm just like oh, I was just cracking up I was just doing exactly what oh you're doing I was like you I love when you describe games that you don't know what the name of the game is because it just shows like what is what information is she absorbing about this and I and I, it took me a while to figure it out but when she said like beach parties and they eat good food and <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was so funny. So man, yeah. treasures, please, treasures. Please. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that Windows edition is coming out March 6th. It's also coming out with like a Royal edition, whatever the fuck that means. Royale uh, with cheese. Yeah. Royale with cheese. That PS4 or that Royal edition is coming for PS4 as well as Xbox One. You can consider it like that. I don't know, game of the year version or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Final um, Fantasy 15 Battle Royale. A uh, hundred K-pop artists drop on an island. Yep, and I mean, the sing, world of I mean, Final Fantasy off. 15 is definitely big enough. Yeah, yeah, and I they're mean, actually expanding the world with this this release. Fun fact. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, it's going to come with all the previous DLCs. So you get to play as all the individual boys, which is cool, I guess. Also, upgrade uh, your hard drive because this mug is ridiculous yeah so if you want the 4k textures it's 155 gigabytes <laughs> if you don't dude, that, want the 4k textures it's still 100 dude so. that's like three metal gear solid five the phantom pains yeah wow that's wow. so it's it's ridiculous that is i mean isn't it we're getting to the point in gaming guys where we're having 150 200 gigabyte fucking downloads yeah they're gonna need that's like a ridiculous new, they're gonna need a new codec or a new way to like compress but or some shit it's getting stupid <laughs> Don't worry, guys. We don't need fiber optics all around the nation, though. That's just dumb. Oh, don't no, no. totally not. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're already they're already making like uh the, these new versions of Blu-ray discs that have like these like extra layers and stuff like that, so they can handle all the storage. It's mm. all it's only going to make physical games more expensive to produce because they have to use these higher capacity discs. Mm. I don't yeah, know. It's I but people are genuinely pissed off about I mean, this Royal Edition, though. Have you guys seen huge, the yeah. scene about it? No, what happened? So, like, people are pissed off because this game comes in with, like, $105 worth of content or some shit like that, oh. I think the math was. Wow. And only for 50 bucks. And So, if a you lot bought of, it already, you're salty. Right, because yeah. a lot of people, like, especially people with season passes, because there's stuff in this thing that didn't even come in the season pass. I get that, yeah. for sure. Like, oh, for I example, get that. Yeah, wow. like, you know that big city, Insomnia? They've, like, expanded it in this game so there's like more shit to do there more side quests to do there and all that stuff you're burning your most loyal fans and that was a problem i had with like really diving deep into the game when it came out last year uh i remember they were saying okay the game is out it's you know you can play it and you can beat it now but also if you happen to wait a few months we're going to uh really flesh out like the final like third of the game and we're going to add a bunch of stuff to it i'm like well, then why the hell will I play it now? I'll just wait till it's actually done and then play yeah, the best the, version of it. So that that really was a hindrance in getting me motivated to play that game. Where I was like, I need to wait. I actually need to wait. 
No, yeah, and, and it's good that you did because the game, and I can confirm, and Robert can too, that the game was and unfinished on release. Like, there's literally parts in the game where characters are like, hey, I gotta go do something. Uh, this totally isn't a DLC. Bye. Like, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. they, listen, guys, they spent 10 years making this game. And what did they say, right? Years ago, they said, oh, we need to sell 15 million, co- or no, 10 million copies of this game to break even. Like, right. you and better they did, believe. They did break even, though, didn't they? Or, I, don't I don't know. Don't yeah, but did. you better believe they're going to milk this game for all it's worth. They'll probably make like a part two, part three game as well. Who knows? Final Fantasy 15 2. 15 3. They've done it before. Ooh. They'll do it. Final again. Fantasy 15 3 Lightning Returns. Yeah. Not Lightning Returns. Back. Final there Fantasy 15. Wrath of the Chocobos. <laughs> oh, shit. The Chocobos have been evil the whole time. <laughs> the Chocobos strike back. <laughs> they fu- Now they ride you. <laughs> Oh, ow. <laughs> I don't know. I Chocobos. mean, I yeah, so I beat 15 like back before that um before they updated chapter 13 even, you know, mm. and made it better same, or whatever. Same. Uh so I'm kind of excited uh. to play this and I've always I've want to pick it up on PC. I just I can't believe I have to uninstall everything on my hard drive to download it. Yeah, seriously. But. You're going to need like an M.2 drive or some shit. Yeah, seriously. Uh speaking of remasters of some kind on the Switch we're going to be getting a Dark Souls remastered. Dang wow. Souls, boy. I'm ready that, to buy this game two more times. Now, I think that would make a grand total of four time, four different copies I own of this game. I got Jeez. it for $8 at Target, guys. Brand new. Someone put it in the clearance area for $7.99. I bought it. Dark Souls 1? Yeah, the first one. Wow. Yeah. Never played it. <laughs> but I'm glad I waited now because the remastered version is coming out. It's probably going to be in 4K on PC. It's probably going uh, to run so much better. The original ran like yeah. such garbage. I'm psyched. I'm actually yeah. going to get, guys, I'm going to give it a fair shot. I'm going to buy Dark Souls remastered on PC. I'm going to I'm gonna try and get into it. I really am. I heard it's you're like. Gonna the, have a different, you're going to have a different perspective after playing Neo for so long. I heard that it's like one of the better games as well, the way they handle the world. Like it's the only game in the, in the Souls series that is kind of handled like Metroid, where it's one big open cohesive world oh, rather yeah. than like siloed off chapter so yeah, I right. like that that's what I loved about uh, Batman Arkham Asylum and so I'm I'm excited to maybe be one of these guys to get into Dark Souls but back to the Switch version like this really speaks to the how huge a success Switch is man this is one of those games this is one of those franchises that probably when people heard Switch along with Doom and along with Wolfenstein you're like oh well those games will just never come to that console because Nintendo traditionally does not have a third party support to this level but we're talking about the fastest selling video game console of all time now right objectively like you best believe everyone's going to be trying to bring their game everyone's going to be trying to bring their game to switch so oh yeah this is a cool thing and i like seeing the mario memes the photoshops are coming out <laughs> yeah. as well with him in yeah. the armor that's pretty funny too dark souls circa 2011 <laughs> it's yes. a picture of mario in the armor i need so, to get that that costume though yeah for me what what's kind of i don't know it when I first heard about it, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I'll pick it up on the Switch. You know, I, I'm not even going to pick it up on PC because I don't feel a need to like get a remastered version on PC. Um, but then I saw the trailer they released, which is just like a minute of the camera moving forward and then a bonfire comes into view. And that's kind of it. Hmm. And for some reason, that made me like really, really hype. I was like, <laughs> shit, Whoa, I need this. I need this. On yeah. Switch. On Switch, specifically. I, I'm thinking about getting it on Switch, but I'm really wow. worried because, you know, like, I don't want to snap it in half. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you <laughs> totally I don't could. want to break my Switch. Dude, maybe that's why Nintendo's doing this to spur console sales. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like, no, listen, guys. Perfect. 
the to make this dude. even more challenging, we should do like a tiny dish challenge where we all have to make just pure archery builds. Yeah, <laughs> archery builds are so that just brutal, dude. Un- that just sounds unfun to me. So oh, I'm it not- is. I tried. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to get the uh, Switch version. I am going to get the PC remaster. I'm looking forward to it. But I mean, that's cool for people where Switch is your only console. Like, get to play one of the most important games last generation. So this yeah. is this is the uh, the stats that I heard on the game, right? So me personally, I'm probably gonna pick up the PS4 and the and the Switch version, uh, so and? I can play. In f- yeah, um, dang. Dude, well, hey, listen. If if you buy if you buy on Amazon, you get the twenty percent off. So I'm paying thirty two dollars each. So it's like buying one full price game. Hmm. It's really I not guess. that bad. I guess. Okay. So anyway, this is what I heard. So actually, the Switch version, from what I heard, is going to be running in the game's original engine. And it's going to be running at 30 FPS. This is yeah, at, yeah. at least what I read. Whereas yeah. the PS4, Xbox One, and PC version are going to be completely remastered running at 60 FPS in yeah, the Dark true. Souls 3 engine. That's true. And oh, the Dark Souls remaster on Switch yeah. as well, I think, is capped at 30 frames a second, if you didn't exactly. say that. And 720p. Yeah. 720p is the important Yeah, seven, 720p handheld, and I heard 1080p docked. Do- oh, really? Switch. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Hmm, I don't know. That I, might change my mind. But I also don't know if I'd play through Dark Souls again. I'm not sure. I have noticed as well that Zelda definitely runs better docked than handheld on Switch. I've noticed it too. So. I, I see. I had the opposite effect. Really? What? Yeah. At least. Well, I also had uh, Zelda on launch, and uh, they had frame rate issues before. Yeah. And that was because that was pre-patch. I they see. patched it the, like the next day or two ago, okay. or after that. Yeah, it definitely runs at a much smoother frame. Not much smoother, but a smoother frame rate oh, uh, when it's docked. Shit, guys, guys. I'm looking at the Dark Souls remastered page on Nintendo's website, like their official website. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, release date, May 25. That's cool to know. Platform, Nintendo Switch, obviously. Category, action RPG. Makes sense. Number of players to be determined. Oh, wait. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Two player Dark Souls? Three Whoa. player Dark Souls? Yeah, no, they increased uh, the amount of uh, players you can have uh, in-game at once online. I don't know if you heard about this. No. But yeah. yeah, but but I mean, like, what, can I just, like, give my friend a Joy-Con and be like, yo, yo let's, wait, let's stream hold this on, shit? Hold on, you joke, but what is that mode in Mario Odyssey? Yeah, I'm gonna Where throw my I'm gonna throw my helmet around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they could do something for like kids to play along with you. Have your, no, have it's your... it's dude, it's the ultimate challenge. One person uh, moves, the other person rolls. One person has the sword, one person has the shield. <laughs> Did yes. Twitch not beat Dark Souls to, by by using chat commands? I think I'm pretty think sure they, they beat Dark Souls, so it could happen. You guys joke. <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm excited. Wow. If if that happens on the Switch, damn, am I getting it? Yeah. Uh, but Dark Souls isn't the only thing that's coming to Switch. Actually, they released this like bunch of videos last week that was like, "Hey, here's all the stuff coming to the Switch soon." Uh, so we're not going to talk about all of it. You can look it all up yourself. But we yeah, are fuck you guys. Yeah, fuck you. No, <laughs> whoa, we love whoa. you guys. Whoa, we guys. love you guys. Back you guys up. Are fun. Get it. Get it done, I guess. <laughs> what? Get a donut. Get, calm get down. Get a donut. Get- God, what are we? A right, bunch of just, cops? Just keep, keep uh, going. Keep going. Robert. So the, the world ends with you. That old DS, right? Not even 3DS. It was Nintendo DS. Oh, yes. Yeah. Ends with that- me. I thought it ended with you. Hey. Dude, this game is so good. I'm really excited. It looks, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat torn on the looks. Like, yeah, the, the artistic style is there in the remake, but it also looks like it's kind of been... Uh, mobile phone-ified a little bit the graphics so that kind of hurts me a little bit but still the game is awesome one of the best rpgs to come out in a great time for square enix they had such awesome releases back in the ds days i play this game 
in the Caribbean on a cruise ship. Wow. <laughs> and that's how I remember <laughs> the world ends with you. That's my last memory of it. And so it's going to bring me back there. I'm all in on this. I'm buying it on Switch. Oh, Day yeah. I definitely have to pick it up. I actually was playing uh, the original version as late as last year. Uh, I didn't get that far into it, but... I can't confirm though the graphics kind of look like they showed in the remix. Like they they look cleaner, of course, mm, and upraised, yeah. but they they kind of still look like that mobile gaming stuff. If you go a back little and play the original, a little too flash graphics, right? Flash gaming graphics. For yeah, me, a little that's bit too just much. that's just how they are. I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how the, how the gameplay translates though from going to directly controlling two separate characters at once to not in this yeah. game. Yeah. So. So with it, with this and Secret of Mana, Square is all about bringing back some of their old games, remaking them, remastering them, etc. We'll see how successful they are with that. Let me, yeah, uh, I mean, can I introduce I'm, the next game? Well, I just wanted to say I'm excited oh. about World Ends With You too. I mean, don't yes. forget me, guys. Jeez. Oh, sorry. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care, Robert. I yeah. don't just, care about things. Just like. spout off <laughs> look, the news. Look, I'm just saying, man, uh, I wanted to play it so bad back in the day, like, you know, when I owned a DS and I just never got around to it. So I, I just kind of have resigned myself to be like, that's just the game I'm never going to play ever. And the fact that it's coming to the mm. Switch, I'm just like, yo, okay. All right, Squeenix, I'll throw you the money. I'll do it. <laughs> there was a Circuit City that was going out of business, and they had it on sale for like $17. And back then, $17 for a DS game was like a steal, uh, believe it or not. This is like in the, you know, whatever that, that was, 2008, 2009, whenever. Um, so the next game, guys, uh, Mario Axis of what? Evil. Mario <laughs> Axis. It's going to be the Mario Brothers Mussolini. He and the Mario Nazi. has shaved most of Dude, his mustache, but he's, he's left a little bit right under the nose. Oh, it's no. kind of very rectangular. No, it's, no, it's this is a different uh, game. I'm just joking. Shape. I just wanted to make my stupid joke. Uh, Mario Aces, <laughs> tennis is back. Single player story mode, guys. This, this, I think, I'm missing those old GameCube Mario sports games. Mario Super Striker, Mario Baseball, Mario Tennis. Back then, Hell it's been yeah, a while dude. since we had some good Mario themed sports games, and I'm all in. And there has been a, a, a just an emptiness in my soul, a, a tennis racket shaped hole in my heart. There just haven't been very very good tennis games outside of VR. And I'm not about to play some tennis in VR. It's fun for a while, but. Like, bring me back to my old Mario happiness. So Mario Aces Yo, is coming out, and I'm excited. I am so excited for this. If anything, the reason why I'm throwing my money at this game is because, have you seen Waluigi's new slick haircut? Mm. <laughs> oh, my emo, God. Emo Just hanging Ouija. out of that visor like that. He's a dapper gentleman now. Man, he's finally getting a spotlight. You know how they fucking antagonized him in Mario Odyssey with the Waluigi outfit? They're like, <laughs> yeah, this is the guy that sometimes it doesn't get the spotlight enough and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're bringing him back in, in this tennis game. He's, I'm, I'm about to whoop some ass with Waluigi. Hey, I hope, right? Don't I don't hope, give up on Waluigi being in Odyssey because they're patching Luigi into Odyssey. So, oh, one yeah. Day. I hope that the Squid Kids make an appearance in the tennis game. They were in Mario Kart. So here's to the Splatoon Squid Kids. We'll see, see, like, why can't they, they? What they need to do is they need to take Mario Kart and they need to take sports games like this and just turn them into Super Super Smash Kart. You know what I mean? Like, take all the Nintendo characters and shit and then throw them in the fucking cart. Oh, games. for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and do that to the sports games, too. You know you know how fucking cool it would be to I'm play fucking tennis with with uh, with Samus? Mega you know Man, I mean? Strider. Guys, yeah. Mario Kart Battle Royale. <laughs> 100 One, Marios on an island. <laughs> Dude, it's just you take the battle mode, you just have an entire island, you drop all the Mario Karts in there. And oh, my drive. God. Why isn't this happening? The story, I need this. <laughs> the story mode has really cool bosses and stuff. It looks really entertaining. I wonder, what do you guys think on the uh, bet that there might be rabbits in this one? You think? 
May, maybe I don't care. Potentially, yeah, I don't maybe I don't know. <laughs> I think, Ubisoft's I, name isn't tied to it. So. Yeah, I'll, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, quick little thing here: Guardians of the Galaxy three, Volume three, has been confirmed for 2020. So I don't know. That's cool. It's uh, nice to know Chris Pratt still has a job. Cool. 2020 cool. is so far away. So is that like spoilers for Infinity War? Like they're all going to live? I, I get unless there's a new Guardians of the guy. I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't know, know enough, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just it, it's cool. Guardians to know. of the Galaxy. The Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Uh, and this is I just wanted I just wanted to throw that out there. But here's some news that happened pretty recently. It's fresh, hot off the presses. Uh, it's just right out the oven. We're going to Jack Cepeda live on the field. Jack, you are at Nintendo's cardboard factory. What do you have in store for us today? There's blood everywhere. The paper cuts oh, are God. real. Oh, Jesus. This is terrible. I was trying to make a backpack and become a robot boy. Shut it uh, down. Shut it down. It's all over. There's so much blood. There's so much blood. <laughs> and with that, we are introducing Nintendo Labo. <laughs> Labo, Labo, however the hell Labrador. you say it. Labrador. N- N- Nintendo I- Labo, subtitle, there's blood everywhere. <laughs> See, what... <laughs> paper cuts guys <laughs> they were just like listen it wasn't they weren't even trying to sell it as a toy though that's what i love about this trailer like i mean it is a toy but like the way that this trailer starts it shows the fucking literal flat piece of cardboard coming out onto the conveyor belt and then they just stamp it and they're like Let, yeah we're gonna sell you this for 80 dollars let's, <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves too much guys for people that don't haven't seen the video robert why don't you describe yeah. for people what nintendo labo okay. labo is so what Nintendo Labo is, is they're making fun little cardboard cutouts that you can piece together to make 3D objects. You can slide like the whole switch in there or just maybe the switch screen and then the two Joy-Cons and like another slot or something. And then there's software and, associated with each little thing. You can make right. like a piano. You can make like a, a fishing reel, a fishing rod. Yeah. yeah. So you can feel <sighs> like, oh, hey, I'm actually fishing or oh, hey, I'm actually playing a piano or whatever. Um, I just can't get my mind around the fact that it's just cardboard. <laughs> like, it's it cardboard. a lot of cardboard. Hey, guys, it's genius. I mean, that those are going to be cheap to produce, and they are charging way too much, man. I mean, it does come with software. It's not just the cardboard, you know, do-it-yourself uh, crafting at home, but it comes with software. But, man, they start at, like, 70, 80 bucks. Start. Yeah. At that. It, that is... Whoo. A yeah, lot. I don't know, man. It's, and also, I, also, listen, no joke, guys. I'm literally, if I buy any of these and make them, I'm going to have to hide them from my cat because my cat will have her own little Labo Labo day scratching those that cardboard up. She loves cardboard. So yeah, I, I just cannot see myself buying this. This definitely feels more like a toy, kind of like geared toward younger Nintendo fans. I mean, for they sure. said they said <laughs> it's for kids and kids at heart. Like in the, it, it's, it, I think it's a really cool, interesting, original idea. Uh, I am excited to see where it goes. I think it's something that I could never see Sony or Microsoft doing. It's something only <laughs> Nintendo could do. It's so weird. But I it's just creative. imagine Sony selling you like, yeah. okay, you get this cardboard and you put your entire PS4 console yeah, put in, it in there. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. well, that's the thing though. Like knowing PlayStation, they'll probably somehow copy this. They'll be yeah. like, "It's the uh, Sony. Uh, what was the meme I saw? Crafto. Sony Crafto. You know they're sitting there thinking, like, man, damn it, they got us. We need, we need something like this. Give us some kind of cardboard bullshit. But uh, I, I can see EA. They're probably making a credit card chip reader to do your microtransactions directly into it. That was a bad yeah. joke. It didn't land. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, here's the thing. I, I get that it was a joke, but I felt like, no, that that's probably going to happen. Probably what they'll do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Stick the whole switch in there, like Robert said. Yeah. It sounds very strongly sexual, by the way. Stick the whole the, switch uh, in there. The, the kid with the robot backpack and stuff, like some of those look pretty intricate on the inside. Like some of them look yeah. like you're going to have to do some 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 work to get them work yeah I mean, he had like a visor that he like pulled down over his eyes like what's going on there that, yeah, dude i would be like hey, dad over, dad let's put this together for this console dad dad guys the, there's gonna be some of these if not already they're gonna be like over a hundred dollars like 150 dollars i'll bet you that's too it's much huge. it's literally this, this is legos guys it's everyone's cardboard <laughs> listen everyone's gonna pre-order the shit out of this and scalpers are gonna take advantage of this shit like crazy that's the hilarious part i was sitting here thinking like i was thinking to myself like this is genius and the reason why i thought it was genius because i thought they're gonna be some options that might be 20 bucks i had no thought ever did it cross my mind that one of these gadgets or things would be the price of a full game but they start higher than a game so i'm just like wow like it's a cool idea, and I'm glad Nintendo's doing it, but just like it's too much money, man. I I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Nintendo's you know? like <clears throat> Nintendo's like, hey, so like some I, I picture like like uh, I don't know Shigeru Miyamoto or something like sitting at a table and eating cereal, and he's like looking at the back of the cereal box, and he's like seeing <laughs> one of those one of those cutout things on a cereal box. He's like, and he drops his spoon from a cereal. He's like, brain blast. Gets up. Mm. Yatta! He runs up fucking down the stairs. He's like, okay, we're going to see fucking cardboard. And that's just what. Got it. Yeah. $80. They, they yeah. will eat this shit up, guys. Yeah. Man. I don't this know. Is, when I, when I look happens, at it, this is what happens when Nintendo gets money. I just, I can't. I don't know. I, I feel like this is something that'll kind of be successful for the first month. And then after that, it will just die immediately. Yo, I kind of mm. want it, though. I'm not going to lie. No, you don't. <laughs> I, I will say, though, the, the jokes I've been seeing on Twitter are pretty fucking great. Oh, like, yeah, there was someone great. who tweeted something. It was like a cardboard, like, phone. <laughs> and it was like Nintendo's new voice chat system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cardboard headset. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's it's funny. Fu- it's great. Mm. It's great. I don't know. Mm. I mean, I'm interested to see where this goes, but yeah. it's not going to be in my house. They are getting all the news, though, man. It's it's something new and fresh and in video games that is increasingly rarer and Nintendo, rarer. So. Listen, Nintendo's doing well enough to where they can start being weird again, and that's great. Yeah. 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 I, I want to them go all the way weird and see where this goes. Make yeah. a full set of cardboard armor. Like, you know, you got to buy the ha- helmet. You got to buy the... You, you strap the Switch <laughs> tablet to your chest like Iron Man. <laughs> There I mean, go. hey, the robot suit makes you look like a cardboard version of Matt Damon from Elysium. So, yeah, true, <laughs> true story. All right, uh, let's. We have one more piece of news for you, and it's unfortunately a very sad, remorseful piece of news. <sighs> okay the the old band from the '90s, the Cranberries. Uh, their lead singer Dolores O'Riordan has unfortunately passed away uh, earlier this week. Sucks. The, young age of 46 too which is like that's the saddest part to me it's like so much more life ahead of her but yeah and they were they've still been putting out great songs obviously they had the peak of their success in the 90s i mean some of my favorite songs ode to my family linger dreams and they just you know they're iconic you know and they came out in that that kind of post-grunge era and they were a soundtrack to a lot of my middle school and a lot of my high school so Mm. Yeah, it's rough, man. Um, I don't know why we keep losing like all the great singers now. You know, way before their time. 
you know yeah. but uh she was suffering Sucks, some <clears throat> she was suffering some from some health issues that had them um uh, cancel a a tour early uh, last year and so they haven't released any like calls of death or anything but obviously her family's devastated and and her the fans and everyone around the world any fan of good music she had such you know what? Like she wasn't like the greatest like technical like Mariah Carey singer ever, but she had such a unique voice. I can't think of any yeah. other female that sounds like her. Like I, I was know, thinking, since then. like she has the kind of voice where if you had never heard a Cranberry song before and you just look at the lyrics, yeah. sure you can try singing it, but there's no way you'll ever come close to singing it the way she does. Yeah. She, oh no, no. Yeah. Such yeah. a signature sound to her voice and her uh timbre and everything so wow i am sad about it and so i just want to kind of pay respects i spent that whole night once i found out about what happened i spent the whole night just listening to old cranberry songs and watching videos and even seeing some of the newer ones that have come out recently and they're still good man they're still i need to to listen to more of their stuff they're they're kind of honestly the band that got me into shoegaze really they're kind of like the gateway band that got me into shoegaze and stuff like that i feel like i this could be right or wrong but i feel like i could see like a cranberry song or at least the music to one of their songs maybe in like a life is strange but maybe oh yeah i could see it you think so yeah 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 yeah, i was like man 100 uh so you know pour one out uh sad news there yeah but Let's turn things around. We're on the home stretch of this episode, so I'm going to toss it over to Robert for this week's question of the week. Self-serve! You always love throwing it up to yourself. Damn right I do. So, <laughs> gentlemen, you got your thinking caps ready? You're ready yep. to... I have, my, I have a cap on if, if a PlayStation cap is close enough to a thinking cap. I have my two-pound metal craftsman one piece single piece of steel bottle opener that could kill a man yeah you're gonna <laughs> take the shit to out of that thing's kneecaps whatever it is yeah that's something you want <laughs> recorded on the Nancy internet Kerrigan, watch out <laughs> no just kidding okay. is this, your, this is his confession guys yeah i know I, if, I had to say i'm kidding yeah all right guys here we go it's a little bit uh, there's just a lot to it but it's simple oh, i promise don't make my brain hurt okay would you rather be both colorblind and only can see out of one eye okay. or have tinnitus uh. but instead of a faint like ringing sound it's you faintly always hear Darude Sandstorm yes <laughs> <laughs> I just watched a documentary on Darude Sandstorm this weekend dude I don't know why wait, wait, re- wait there's a documentary absolutely there's documentary why am I just so funny out about this dude I can't lose Darude's on yes there absolutely is <laughs> oh my is. god uh I mean that's the clear winner right because I don't want to be I don't want to have my depth perception gone because it'll make driving hard way harder way more dangerous also VR won't be a thing anymore 3d movies I can live without I don't care about that but I want my uh I want my uh my vision, you know, for a lot of reasons. And so I'll pick the Darude Sandstorm tinnitus. Is that, was that all? Or was there other part to that part? That's, that? that's okay. it. Okay. That's it. Because I listen, I have, I, you know, I've invested in good headphones and a good, uh, DAC and everything. And so I'll just blast music really loud to get over the Darude somehow. If it's even possible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so every quiet, every quiet part of every song would just be destroyed <laughs> forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, imagine uh, watching Baby Driver, but every time he talks about his tinnitus and his ears are ringing, it's just a rude sandstorm instead. That's funny. 
Someone's got to make that cut. That's got to exist. That's got to be. A thing. I need that cut yes, now. Oh my god, it's amazing. Oh my god, dude. Is there any, <laughs> is it even any question? Of course you take the read Sandstorm. And I'm a person with early onset tonitis myself. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Man, I'm, I'm surprised you guys are so easily jumping to that because like that pretty much ruins music for you, dude. No, I know. I just you just blast it louder. No, yeah. If it's yeah, I mean having tinnitus now, you know, you just blast music. It's fine. Yeah. Um, you just I, loud I'm, noises. I have low grade tinnitus, but it never bothers me. I have to really like try and listen for it to right. Yeah, it. I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. It never. It's never been an issue. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. So you guys are totally fine. With, like you're listening to an album and between every track. I cannot tell you how okay I am with that option. <laughs> so like, does that, that does that mean when you like go to a loud concert or whatever, and like your ears are ringing really fucking loud, like it just the music gets louder? <laughs> oh, yeah. that's yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Wow, man. So every like just while you're laying in bed, it all you hear is. Man, how hard would sleeping be? I was just thinking like it would make sleeping. Yeah pretty difficult you have to come up with some fancy tricks take a lot you're of like volume always hype right like whenever you're not listening to music you're just always yeah. ready like, I, would just be I would just be laying in bed sweating because of all the adrenaline flowing you, through got, my the body. Neon, you got the neon sticks and the candy necklaces at the ready at all times <laughs> what's that in your bag why do you have so many glow sticks what yeah. what's candy ne- Dude, you don't know the way derude is in my head man it's in my you know the way that He's is the true way derude is the way He's the queen um, okay, I mean, I would totally choose the root sandstorm too. Cause fuck that, I'd I'd live with that. That sounds fun. Yeah. Besides, yeah. like, I if fucked with my sight, I couldn't. I mean, the, having my sight is really important because I want to be in video games and stuff. I like video games, so it's really hard to play video games without being able to see. Also, I never recommend this. Do not do this. But if you don't want to listen to me, try closing your eye while you're driving. Try closing one eye for like ten seconds. It it sucks. Don't do that. You might cause yeah. an accident. Do not do that. I'm saying. <laughs> Let's All right, <laughs> that I think is it for us. I believe. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a been thing. an interesting podcast. This is great. It's great. Oh yeah, it's, it's fucking great. <laughs> so, if you have any would you rather or any questions of the week that you want us to read, or just anything in general that you want us to kind of comment on, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, etc., you can email them to us at tinydiscpodcast at gmail.com uh, let's see you can also follow us on all of our social medias which you can find all the links on tinydisc.com uh, we've got Facebook Twitter etc in uh, tinydisc.com you can also find all of our previous episodes if you are so inclined to check back on our backlog because we've got a lot of great ones in the store uh, if you enjoyed what we did here, you can leave us an iTunes review. It really help us out. It just, you know, means more than you think. And Do if it. not that, just tell a friend, let them know like, Hey, here's a bunch of chaps who talk about video games and Darude sandstorm. That's what more do you need? Honestly, like three young kind of lads it. talking about getting paper cut to death in a Nintendo cardboard factory That's for $70. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, uh, I want to give a shout out to my dudes that uh, came on over and started listening from the kind of funny Facebook group. You, the you, the man for sure. Nice, you the yes, man. You the man's. Awesome. Uh, that should do it for us, though. Where can we find you guys on the internet? Uh, Colin Amano on Twitter, aka Boo Boo underscore underscore five five at J A C C E P E D A, Mister Cepeda. If you nasty. So, nice. listen, I want to say something about that real quick, because I didn't actually know you switched it to If Yo Nasty <laughs> in your actual fucking screen Robert name. brought that up like two months ago, dude. Yeah, did I was they, about did to you? say, I said that too, yeah. Oh, fuck. 
Maybe I just completely forgot about it because I saw it the other day. I was like, he actually did it. Like, I thought he just said that. I, would he lie, Colin? Do you think Jack Cepeda is a man who'd lie to you? On many things, I'm not a liar. <laughs> I, shoot you, I shoot you straight. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. He'll sell you a, he'll sell a fucking pen to a pen company, I guess. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's a uh, saying you, that people say, right? Pen to pen I guess I don't know. I was, like, fucking, I was looking for something. It, it, it just flowed out. Ice to Eskimos. Yes, ice to There you go. go. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Pinoptimist. P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. Thank you so very, very, very much for listening to the Tiny Disc Podcast. And we'll see you next Thursday. There's so much blood. <laughs>